Hello and welcome to a That's So Random bonus episode, mailbag episode. I've been compiling emails and things that I've gotten uh, since the show started. I read one solitary way back on an episode, I don't even remember which one, but I decided to wait and do a bunch of them together. So I've narrowed it down to seven questions, I guess. Um, I mean, there, there were more that were just comments and hey, I like the show, or, you know, even one, hey, I don't love the show, which, <laughs> why, why send that email? I mean, you know, it's valid, valid opinion, but seems like a lot of work to type that up. You just tweet at me, I don't know. Anyway, so I have seven questions from people here. I wish I knew more of where people, I wish people put where they were from on things, because that's interesting to me, to know where listeners are at geographically. But that's all right. So let's get uh, started. First one is from Melissa F. She says, I've noticed you have a lot of female guests, which is very cool. The pod space is still in a lot of ways a boys club. Is this purposeful on your part or do you just have a ton of female friends? Um, a little of both, I think. I, I've never sat down and gone... I, I need the show to be more diverse or anything like that. But I do agree that in large part, and it's certainly gotten better over the years, but yeah, podcasting is still a lot of guys that look and sound like me. So, <laughs> well, a lot of them are also bigger and beardier than I am. But beyond that, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess there were time, there were a couple specific times where, for instance, um, Shaded Places being a movie that hinges, unfortunately, plot-wise, on a rape. I didn't want me and another dude sitting around pontificating on the subject of rape. So I enlisted some female guests for that. Though I do have an episode coming up that is also very, in a much worse way, rapey, I'll say. Which I very purposefully did not have a female guest on because I didn't want to subject her to that film so I made sure to have a male guest for that but otherwise well and when I did the uh obviously I sought out autistic voices for the two films that I've covered that centered on autism and specifically the reason I jump I was looking for autistic parents with autistic children which happened then also to be females as well but no I've never gone like Oh, I need more women on here. As far as do I just have a ton of female friends? Kind of, I kind of do. I've always kind of gotten along with women better than men and made friends with them easier. Don't get me wrong, I have I have a lot of male friends and they are all very cool. But yeah, I don't know. I just I, I don't like men in general. <laughs> like I think men are are bad news so much of the time that meeting new ones and having to wonder you know, if they're genuinely good or not, or if putting faith in them to not be pieces of shit is going to come back to bite me in the ass someday. Yeah, I don't know. I have, I have less time for that. Not that, look, let's real talk. It's not that there aren't shitty women out there too, <laughs> you know, but no, I don't know. I just, I have an easier time talking with women. And I think you know, in the podcast space, I think, you know, I could have my brother on every episode, but our takes and opinions are going to be pretty similar i could probably have 30 white guys on in a row and our you know our takes aren't going to be too 
our insight and our viewpoint isn't going to be too terribly different or interesting from each other or from other episodes. So having any other voices on is only going to make the show more interesting and make the conversation more, I guess, multifaceted. Because, yeah, I do find, especially when talking about horror movies in particular, I I find that women have a, I don't know, just a viewpoint on things a lot of times that's different than any male guest that I would have on. This all sounds very, I don't know, but <laughs> I don't, it's just what I found. But no, so no, I haven't purposely sought out like, oh, I must have more women on the show. But it's it's just kind of turned out that way. And I've, I've very much enjoyed it as well. I think there are episodes that would not have been as good as they are. And the conversation wouldn't have been as good as it was if I had had male guests on that particular episode. So yeah, that, that, that will continue. I will always seek out, you know, I, I feel like it's still a very, it's a pretty white show still. <laughs> that's not, um, which isn't what you asked, but, and that's it's certainly not purposeful, but I'm also not, uh, you know, we had um, Brevin who's been on a couple episodes and um, I think Brie as well is a, is a woman of color. And then we've had, uh, of course, I had Jeffrey Reddick on for the Tamra episode. So there's been, you know, I hesitate to say that's something I could do better at because it's not something I'm purposefully trying one way or the other. But I would certainly, I don't know, that's something to think about. But no, I've never purposely sought out or turned down or whatever people of color as guests either. I'm just rambling now, I feel like. So let's move on to the next. So the the shorter version of the answer to your question is, yes, I do have a ton of female friends. And sort of, I've done that on purpose. <laughs> so that's, thank you, Melissa. I hope that answered your question. Second email here is from Micah H. And he say, asks, what would happen if, by sheer crazy luck, the magic button gave you a movie you've already done an episode on? I would, that's interesting. I hadn't really, I mean, I've kind of thought about it, but not too in-depth. I think... I don't know, I'm of two minds on it. It could be interesting to redo a movie I've already done with different guests who would have a different, perhaps, take on it than the previous guest for that movie did. But I think most likely I would call it out and I would say, oh, you know, oh, nope, I've already done this one and just press the magic button again and go for a different movie. Yeah, I, I can't, I don't know that it would be worth redoing a movie especially some of these you know some of the movies i've had i don't ever want to watch again <laughs> so you know i would not be looking forward to taking new notes and what and what else would i even have like i already said everything i had to say about it the first time probably so you know a guest might have something new to say a different guest but i probably would not so i don't think redoing an old episode an old movie would be terribly interesting or advantageous at all so i imagine i would say thanks but no thanks and press the magic button again to get a different movie i suppose it's not outside the realm of possibility but there's there's so much stuff out there that when i press that button and it picks something at random the chances of it picking something that it has already picked i would think are extremely slim <laughs> so i suppose it's possible but i i don't imagine it happening but i guess yeah i would i would probably skip it and and pick something else but it hasn't, hasn't come up yet so well i guess we'll cross that bridge if we ever get to it uh question number three is from randy t 
He asks, are there streaming services you've joined just to have a wider pool of available random movies or at least better quality movies? Um, no. There's, I, I mean, I already kind of, I have most, pretty much every streaming service as it is just because, uh, regardless of the podcast. The only one I don't currently have is Paramount Plus because I'll be damned. Like, I like Star Trek, but not that much. There's just nothing on there that's terribly of, of interest to me. And it's also one that, you know, I want when I have a guest on and I say, this is the movie we're watching, here's where it's at. You know, it's a pretty surefire bet that any guest I talk to is going to have Netflix, you know, probably Amazon Prime, but I've, you know, I've definitely seen had some guests who don't. You know, Hulu, maybe. Disney Plus, probably. Peacock, probably not. <laughs> you know, that's where Tubi has been a godsend, not only in, certainly not in quality necessarily, but in sheer volume of things that I've gotten because the majority of movies I've had on the show have been on Tubi just because they have so much stuff. But also, Tubi's free for anybody. Anybody can get Tubi and it's absolutely free. It's great. So that's one I know that like, oh, even if they don't have Tubi, they can get it in like five minutes and they will thank me for it later because they will enjoy having Tubi. Yeah, so currently, yeah, Paramount Plus is the only one I don't have right now. I have Peacock at the moment, but I won't have it for long. I haven't entered it into because the magic button, you can put in which streaming services you have to choose from when it picks randomly. And I haven't even put Peacock into that rotation as an option just because I knew I wouldn't have it. I didn't used to have it and I won't have it for very long. I got it just so I could watch Halloween Kills and then I was going to get rid of it and then I discovered the new Saved by the Bell which is shockingly good so I had to watch that and then I also I used to when I was a kid I was a big WWF or I guess WWE now wrestling guy and I kind of outgrew it and stopped watching it but I always loved the Royal Rumble even years after I stopped watching wrestling whatsoever. I still would watch the Royal Rumble, and I discovered that Peacock has every WWE pay-per-view ever, so I've been watching the Royal Rumbles that I've missed over the last decade or plus that I've stopped watching wrestling. So uh, I'm going to get through those, and then I'll probably watch this new MacGruber show, and then I will be getting rid of Peacock again, because it's not the only thing on there that I would be interested in watching, maybe once every couple years is Parks and Rec, and I can just get the Blu-ray box set for that if I want. So I don't really have a reason to keep Peacock. So yeah, so as it stands, I have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Tubi, Discovery Plus, but I mean, that's not in the rotation either because there's not movies on there really, and HBO Max. So HBO Max is another one that guests a lot of times are like, I don't have that. <laughs> Some do. So no, I've, I've never gotten a streaming service specifically so that I have more options and better quality options. Because, yeah, you're because here's the thing with the randomness, because it's an algorithm or whatever. Yes, if I have HBO Max, my chances increase of getting a movie I've heard of <laughs> and is good, perhaps. But at the same time, it's such a small percentage of the possibilities because there's still there's so much stuff on Tubi. There's so much stuff on Amazon Prime so much more there's more stuff on Tubi and Amazon Prime than Netflix has so the chances of getting something from Tubi or Amazon Prime is way higher than the chances of getting something from Netflix certainly higher than the chances of getting something from HBO Max so yeah I don't know that adding a streaming service would change things that much anyway just because of the nature of 
how the movies are chosen. So, but no, I've never uh, signed up for a streaming service just for the podcast. The podcast is dictated by what I already have, and that's the way it's going to stay. Um, question number four is from Drew T. Where, <laughs> where's that ranking the MCR songs episode you promised long ago? First off, I'd promised is a strong word. Chris and I, uh, both being My Chemical Romance fans and uh, really feeling that unjustly, perhaps, well, not perhaps, definitely, like a romance is seen as a band that is only liked by 14-year-old girls in 2005 when actually they are incredibly good and, and talented with many, many good songs. We had sort of talked on an episode a couple times about he and I doing a ranking our favorite, you know, My Chemical Romance songs episode. It hasn't materialized yet because I don't think we were terribly serious about it to begin with. It sounds like a lot of work on top of the regular podcast workload. It also has nothing to do with movies or randomness. I mean, it would definitely be a bonus episode. It wouldn't be a, a regular main feed episode. And yeah, I don't know. It could be a fun little thing. We might get to it one day. We probably won't. I think it was something we were super excited about that day. And every day that's gone by since then we've probably gotten less and less excited about it so <laughs> it's not outside the realm of possibility we did not promise it for so keep that let's be clear about that yeah we might get to it one day I, i'm guessing probably not though <laughs> i don't know it's just it would feel like a real weird entry in the show yeah even more so than let's say this one you know <laughs> i mean the other bonus episodes have been interviews with people who worked on movies we did for the show and things. So those make sense. But a bonus episode about our favorite, you know, any band songs, that has nothing to do with sort of the remit of the show. So, yeah, I don't I don't see it happening. But it's, you know, it's possible, I suppose. Keep, keep, your, keep your eyes open. <laughs> Maybe it'll pop up on your feed one of these days. Uh, question number five is from Abby D., You've had some fun filmmaker guests on. Have you? Have there been any that turned you down or that you were too ner too nervous to ask on? There haven't been any that turned me down. Not filmmaker-wise. There's been people that turned me down when I was recruiting people for the the reason I jump episode. I reached out to a bunch of people, and there were a couple uh, autistic moms that I reached out to, or I'm sorry, mothers of autistic children, who at first were like totally on board and then remembered like oh shit no i'm actually because they were in uh england and i think ireland oh no we're taking because they love their holidays they love going on like you know that's a real british and uk thing of like oh here's a week or two weeks a year where we just fuck off to wherever and that's our that's holiday we're going on holiday and it happened to be that they're holiday week was at that time so i was like oh okay that makes sense uh, but as far as like a flat out like no no, I've, I've, I haven't had that. There was, as we've talked about before, there was Jason Tross, director of the the uh, FP, who I was talking with for a number of weeks about having on the show, and then we just kind of stopped talking about it. So that wasn't really a no. It was just kind of a, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. And then um, as far as anyone I've been too nervous to ask, no. 
not too nervous to ask. There's definitely been people for the Ruskies episode. I thought, I wonder if Peter Billingsley <laughs> is around. But what I'm not going to do is stalk people on Instagram. I'm not going to stalk, you know. So if he's on Twitter, I'll shoot him a DM. And maybe he'll see it and maybe he won't. And if he does, great. That's what happened with uh, Jeffrey Reddick. Well, Jeffrey Reddick and I were already mutuals for some reason on Twitter anyway. But yeah, I thought Peter Billingsley, if I could get him on the Ruskies episode, that would be fun. And he, he has a Twitter account, but he hadn't tweeted since like 2008 or something crazy. Like... Or 2014, it had been a long time. So I was like, oh, he's probably not active. I could send him all the DMs I wanted. He's probably not going to see it. So what's the point? And I'm not going to follow him over onto, um, you know, any other platforms or whatever. So there's things like that where I'm like, it's not that I'm worried they would say. I'm never worried about someone saying no because that's the, that's the literally the worst thing that can happen is they say no. Okay, great. <laughs> like, that's not a problem. And there was, I was, I believe her name is Savannah Witten. When we did the Lilith episode, I thought she would be cool to talk to. And I did send her uh, a message. But, I mean, being a somewhat public figure who's a beautiful woman, I imagine there's a very real, very real possibility she never even looks at her DMs, which is probably smart. I think that was on Instagram. Or she has someone who does that for her. And then, but I also found out like two days after I sent her the message to see if she wanted to be on the show. Um, she was getting married and going on her honeymoon. So I was like, okay, okay she's busy. <laughs> if she didn't see my message, that's fine. Nobody owes me anything. They're perfectly welcome to ignore me or tell me to fuck off. No one's told me to fuck off, but if they did, I don't have a problem with that. You know? But yeah, no one, I've never had a flat out, no, I'm not in a podcast or no, I hate that movie. I don't want to talk about it or no, who are you? Fuck you. And like, and anything like that. I've never had anything like that. So, and no, there's never been anybody that I've been like, oh God, I, I could never, I could never reach out to them. They're too, you know, no, I would, I would take my shot uh, when I want to take my shot. Cause again, the worst thing that can happen is they say, no, thank you. And I move on with my day and so do they, and everybody's fine. So there's no reason not to ask. So that covers that one. Uh, question number, where are we? Six. Uh, is from Trevor K. I've thought for a long time about starting a podcast too. I noticed the drastic uptick in sound quality about halfway through your run. What made the difference? I could use the advice. I don't know that I'm the guy. <laughs> there's probably, I promise you, there's more professional uh, podcasters you could ask this of, but I can. all I can do is tell you what worked for me and what didn't. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed. I mean, it's it's impossible to not notice the uptick in quality from... I hope when I get new listeners that they start, even though it's counterintuitive, I hope they start with the newest episodes and work backwards instead of doing what a lot of people do, which is download everything and then start at episode one and go forward because they might not make it all the way because those first handful of episodes up through, fuck, I would say 30-some episodes probably, uh, did no way sound good because I'm not even going to tell you what my recording method for those episodes was, um, other than to say I did not know what I was doing whatsoever. I did not know how to edit. I did not have equipment. And so a lot of them sound like garbage. And I wish I could go back and fix that, but I can't. All I can do is move forward. But the game changer that you're wondering about was when I decided... I'm not going to get a PS5 because they're impossible to get a hold of. I don't have time to sit here in online virtual uh, waiting rooms to get one. 
So I'm going to take that money that I had set aside for PlayStation 5 and buy for real podcasting equipment because I, I don't know. That's just an investment that I wanted. It seemed like a smarter investment. So that's what I did. I bought a Zoom H4n Pro, which is a piece of uh, recording equipment that has been done very well for me. I also downloaded Audacity and learned how to use it so I could edit episodes. And I'm still not. There's still times episodes don't sound good where just in the last episode, the um, the double impact full commentary, because it's a commentary and I can't actually cut chunks out of it, all I can do is like mute sections, you know, or it'll mess up the time code of the, of the commentary track. There's things like uh, you know, a dog in the background knocked something over and it's, you know, so there's still, I don't have a dedicated room in my house necessarily that's a podcast studio. I don't have a producer. It's just me and my <laughs> recording equipment and my microphone. The show could always sound better. And when I learn new things, I employ it. But it certainly sounds better now than it used to. And I'm happy about that. I hope people enjoy that. And, um... Yeah, that was the big change, honestly, was getting... And I think the the, the H4M Pro was, I want to say, $280? Maybe it was $380. I don't recall. But I got one and some extra mics and all the, the stuff I would need. I don't have a mixing board or anything, but, you know. And then learning how to edit was the biggest thing, because you can take out the dead air. You can take out the background noise. You can take out the... Just the general buzz of the room tone. You can take out the... Every time you cough. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. And it just sounds... Yeah, it sounds so much better than those early episodes. There's a couple of those early episodes that I can't imagine are any fun to listen to. Because they sound so shitty. And I apologize for that. And I appreciate anyone who stuck around after hearing that. And didn't go, oh well, I'm done with this. This is stupid. But yeah, that would be my advice. Is get some... make If you really are, are sure you want to do it. It's worthwhile to get equipment to start with and not try to DIY it like I did because I don't regret, I wish I had bought the equipment sooner. I don't regret those episodes because it was, you know, I was flying by the seat of my pants and didn't know what I was doing. But I do wish I had bought equipment sooner instead of putting it off. So that would be, that would be my suggestion. And then, yeah, learning how to edit. I mean, there's other editing software, just Audacity is the one I use. It's the one a lot of people use. And I would, I would, I would go with that. I have, at this point, learned what the sound of me saying, um, looks like. Like the waveform of it in Audacity. I can just go through and go, there's one, there's one, there's one, and just cut them all out. <laughs> because I've seen it so many times that I know what it looks like when I say that word. And I don't want it in the show, so I cut it out. Usually. Unless there's kind of a purpose for that, um. But, yeah, that would, that, that would be my advice on how to start out and make your show sound better in general that's that's what i did anyway but again there's i'm sure there are people who would have better advice than me because i don't i still don't always know what i'm fuck i'm doing either so you know it is what it is but i appreciate everyone who's stuck it out even when it could have been better it can always be better i can still be better so let's work on that and let's go with one more here question number seven from marcel that's a fun name marcel n Ask dream random movie and guest to go with it. Hmm. Um, I think, I mean, there's a lot of options. I mean, if we're talking about like a guest, not just like, oh, it's my brother. I love my brother, but he's not a special guest per se. He's just <laughs> oftentimes guest. 
I think a dream for me would be first off to randomly get the movie Spring from 2014, which was my favorite movie of that year, which is by the duo of Benson and Moorhead, who've also done The Endless and Syn- Synchronity Resolution. They're, they're working on the Moon Knight show coming up, which I'm very excited for that. Yeah, to have the two of them on to talk about that movie, which I think is the best of their movies, is a movie that I absolutely adore. That would be very cool. And just kind of off the top of my head, that's that would kind of be my dream combination of movie and guests. I mean, I'm sure there's other... I mean, there's pot, crazy pie in the sky. Oh, I'd love to do... Deadpool and have Ryan Reynolds on, but I mean, let's be realistic here. <laughs> Come on, you know. So, or things like, you know, something crazy like that. But as far as, like, something that feels attainable and doable, yeah, I think having Benson and Moorhead on to talk about their movie Spring would be, would really make my year, I think. That would be extremely cool. Uh, I think that will do it mailbag-wise for now. We might do another one of these one day, depending on the frequency and quality of (laughs) the uh, letters I get so yeah feel free that's a random pod at gmail.com is the email address you have questions like this or comments or whatever it is you want to say uh we I always the royal we it's just me mostly I would love to hear them and read them and maybe uh, do another one of these one day so yeah get your letters in I hope you continue to enjoy the show i do work hard on it (laughs) 75 episodes and going strong it is occasionally a chore but for the most part it's just very it's a real good time and it has enriched my life in a lot of ways and i have made uh, legit friends just from having people on the show that i did not know who have now become my friends so that's very cool too podcasting is cool everybody should do it i mean not everybody (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Goodbye, everybody.